0: Good evening everyone. Let me invite you to have a seat. Well, no doubt, wait a minute. You probably already are sitting down, so I don't have to invite you to have a seat. Gather the family together though. Don't uh, if you're if you're if you're looking right now on your phone watching this, it's going to be a lot more enjoyable to actually watch it on a bigger screen. There's options for that. And so I would suggest Getting the family together, sitting down, watching this uh, together. Get the kids involved. After all, this is their church also. But you can view YouTube via a smart TV. You can use Apple TV, Roku. Uh, you just you can connect your computer via HDMI. There's so many different options that on. I know you don't want to make the switch right now. But on Sunday and moving forward, you don't want to watch it just sitting here like this. I would suggest having a device that you can... You can watch uh, on your TV screen. Uh, Now, we're going to do our very best technologically. You can feel free to comment. Our our team is watching, so if there's something that's wrong, we'll do our best to, to correct it. The Bible says the church should not forsake the assembling of themselves together. Now, we all know that it's much better to be here in the building and so, but for now, this is all that we have. So, we are going to, however long we're going to do church online, don't just turn it on and walk away and start doing something else. Don't start doing the dishes or, or vacuuming. You can't even hear it with vacuum. So, don't start doing something else. Don't treat it like your Spotify or your Apple Music playlist. I would suggest to treat it just like you would church. Let the kids know church starts at 7. We're going to sit down, and we're going to watch it. We're going to engage. Uh, Now, we don't have music tonight, but we will moving forward at all of our other services on Sunday. And then I'll be doing brief teaching on on Wednesday nights. But I'll tell you about that in a minute. But I'll offer a couple of suggestions for online church because I know some of you probably have not really ever watched online church. You're so used to being in the church building. So I'll offer uh, just a few suggestions. Number one, stop. Stop. I just told you about that. Stop what you're doing, get the family together, and actually go, you know, quote-unquote, go to church together. Second thing is engage. Don't just sit and watch the, the video. Don't, if, if, if you feel the power of God, say amen. Raise a hand. Comment in the comments below. Say amen. Say, that spoke to me. Just say something Uh, Even post your comments on the feed, share. You could say hello to other people and and share these messages because there are a lot of community members that are looking for a place to to gather together online and via live stream. And then also, like I said recently, let our community know what you think about your church as long as you're on a digital device. Why don't you go to Google and uh, leave a review or Facebook because we want people to know that we have a great venue online that they can tune in. Now, if you begin to worship and you say, well, it's, it's a bit uncomfortable to worship in my home without uh, like precious believers of, of like precious faith. Well, then there's a bigger issue. We should be able to worship in our home. We need to be able to worship in our home. So what a, what a great opportunity we have here. And lastly, respond. When the message ends, don't just shut it off and go back to life. Respond just as you would in a church building. If there's an altar call, a response, a time where you can say, kids, come on, let's get together. Let's say a prayer right now, just as you would in a church service setting in a building. So tonight I want to talk to you just for a little bit. I wanted to give you a little tips, a few tips before uh, about online church. But tonight I'm going to talk to you about this topic. What can the church do now? Would you just please say a prayer with me again? Don't just listen to me pray. You're in your house, wherever you are. Pray with me out loud. Jesus, God, we desperately need you. We need you. We needed you months ago. We need you're going to need you months from now. We need you today. But Lord, I just pray, especially right now, with all the things that are going on. We're not telling you anything you're unaware of. You know, it's in your hands, God, and so. We, Lord, as human beings, there are different levels of anxiety we're experiencing about some of the things that are going on in society. Lord, be with us. Speak to us. Lord, let us let us feel you, hear you, know you, God, and that even through these digital devices that we would feel your presence and power right where we are individually. We love you and let everyone receive your word tonight in Jesus' name. Sometimes when things in our lives are not going exactly like we would like them to go, we start to wonder, God, what do you want us to do? Lord, what do you want me to do? Why is this happening? What is your will for me in moments like this? We're not always exactly sure. We're not 100% sure about what God is, what his will is for every decision in our lives. But Paul writes to the church, Thessalonian church in Thessalonica, and he says at one point, he clearly states, he says to that th- there's something that is God's will in every single circumstance. It's kind of tough to say something's God's will in every single circumstance, but Paul says that. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, he says, always be joyful, never stop praying be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Wow, that sounds simple enough, doesn't it? I would like that as a memory verse. If I was, if I was a Bible quizzer, I want 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Always be joyful. And why is that so hard at times? Why is it so hard at times? Think about it. Paul really just gave the church, people like you and I, three basic commands. And he says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in every circumstance. And he says, this is the will of God. So in all the things to be stressed about right now, there's there's a lot of different things that our minds are on. One thing you do not have to stress about is what is God's will for your life right now because scripture says it. It's right here. We have a passage that says, all of us who belong to Christ, this is God's will. Another scripture, Paul says, essentially the same thing to the Philippian church. He says, don't worry about anything. Easy enough, right? Instead, Pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and then thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace. If you want to experience God's peace, and I know some of you right now, you're not feeling the peace of God. I don't feel the peace of God some days because so much is going on. But Paul says, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything and thank God for all he's done. When we can do that, then we will experience God's peace, which exceeds all of our understanding. His peace will guard our hearts. Right now, I need peace to to, to just guard my heart. But there it is. Notice that Paul once again partners prayer with thanks. Don't just pray, but also give thanks. And when you do that, that's when peace comes. The world needs peace in their minds and hearts right now. But scripture tells us exactly how we get that. What can the church do now? Paul says, pray and give thanks. Pray and give thanks. God is in control. God is in control. Just I know you're sitting there, you might have family, maybe you're by yourself, but say that out loud right now. Say, God is in control. Sometimes you, you, you have to, you, you know it, and you feel, but you just got to say it. There's power in the spoken word. God is in control. And because of that fact, that enough, that enough is enough for me to be thankful. Just that sole fact that God is in control. Even now, are we thankful? I don't think a lot of people are going to go, yes, yes, I'm thankful. Praise God, I'm thankful. Listen, I am thankful. I am thankful. I'm thankful that several years ago when our church here in in Liberty, Missouri was very, very small, God started laying it on my heart to invest in a live stream. Now that seemed preposterous, crazy. Why do we have a live stream? We don't have many people, but here we are in the midst of a coronavirus outbreak, and we are utilizing incredible technology that many of you are sitting and watching this right now, and we're still trying to assemble ourselves as best as we can to hear a word from the Lord. I know we, we bash technology a lot and the ill effects of technology and look what technology is doing to our kids. But at moments like this, I am thankful for technology. I'm thankful also that we have a number of ways for you to be able to give. Listen, I've, I've done a series. We just recently finished a series here on the, on the blessed life. And, and I want you and your family to be blessed. And I know right now you say, oh, my goodness, I, 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 there, with everything going like it is, I don't know if I can really uh, stay, remain faithful. Listen, remain faithful, because I will tell you that God was my provider a few weeks ago, and God is still my provider. And so right now, there's different points of giving that we've been utilized. We feel free to utilize these right now. If you don't have these, download the Church Center app that has information, registration. You can give via the app. If you say, I don't mess with apps, go to refugechurchonline.com, and there's a give tab. You can use text to give. You just text the amount you want to give to the number 84321. And if you don't like any of that and say, well, I'm not with all these kids and these technology things, then mail it in. Listen, and why am I saying this? Well, because A, yes, I do want you to be blessed. But B, it's not it, it's not rocket science to know that there's still a cost involved in, in churches, even if we're not meeting in the building. And so, yeah, I know that even in times like this, I, am, I can promise you I am not fearful. I am not fretting. I'm not worried. Because I know that God is big enough to pr- provide for his own church. But I'm thankful that we have different online venues for you to be able to, to do that. See, during unsettled times like this, people might do foolish things. They'll take out their retirement, stop investing, pull their money from banks, being afraid of a financial what's in the, they're in the financial future. But I'll say it again. God was my provider just a few weeks ago. And he's still my provider today. You know what else I'm thankful for? That we're a small group church. We, we as soon as the ban of no groups more, of more than 10 peoples changed, we will launch back in to some type of small groups. And this, this is integral because of the fellowship and sharing that comes along with a small group. Small groups are a great way for biblical, the biblical mandate of discipleship to take place. So be on the lookout for details about small groups. So what can the church do? Well, the first thing is pray and give thanks. But the second thing is the church can speak hope in life. The vision of Refuge Church is experience hope, offer hope. If we have lost our hope because we're not coming into a facility, we got to pray because our hope was never based on the structure that we meet in twice a week. Our hope is something much deeper and greater than that. And so you look at the wisdom of Proverbs. Proverbs 18, 20 says, wise words satisfy like a good meal. Anybody have a good meal? Some of you might be sitting on your couch eating dinner right now as you're watching this. The right words bring satisfaction. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Right now, you can speak. You can speak life or death, blessings or curses, faith or fear. And if you're looking for someone to speak fear, you do not have to look very far right now. It is everywhere. Fear is everywhere, and I'm not making fun of it, but people are looking for someone who has enough faith to stand up and say, listen, I, I'm not saying knock it, say the virus isn't a big deal. Listen, it might be, but I don't worry because God is in control. You don't have to fear. You don't have to fret. What Your, your words will communicate whether or not we are in God's will for our lives. Why? Because remember what we just looked at. Paul said, hey, if Paul's commanded the church? Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. So guess what? My words that I speak or post, because right now we're not talking to a lot of people in groups, But what we're posting, what we're sharing, what we're tweeting, we are communicating where our heart is. Is our heart in a place where I'm still always joyful? I've never stopped praying, and I'm thankful in all circumstances. That even includes circumstances where things are not running and riding as smooth as I'd like them to be. And I can't tell you what tomorrow holds, but I can still step back and say, I'm not in tomorrow yet, but I serve the God who holds tomorrow. So are the words we're speaking, are are they aligning with God's will for our lives? Does the world still feel joy from the children of the king? People should hear words of hope. These are unprecedented times. I'm about to turn 40 years old this year. My goodness. And already, I have lived through things like Y2K, West Nile virus, 9-11 attacks, the housing crash of 2008, SARS, E. coli outbreak, swine flu, Ebola. And I remember hearing all the panic that surrounded those things. But I never remember, I'll give you this, I'll never, I never remember all major sports being canceled at the same time. The president encouraging parents to homeschool their children. Churches not having in-person gatherings, getting emails from every single company in history whom I've ever given my email address to, letting me know how they're handling coronavirus. Then there's the toilet paper thing. Never mind, I will just move on from that. On Monday, President Trump essentially said no gatherings of more than 10 people. The coronavirus is not yet under control. The economy is slipping into a potential recession, and it may be this way until August. And guess what? Our stock market lost like 3,000, some thousand points that day. People are extremely stressed, anxious, and fearful, and here's what I have to say to this panic. If my trust was only in medical officials, Politicians, the stock market, my retirement fund, and the economy. I would be stressed out of my mind. I would not sleep. But I will tell you, I have slept well every single night since this outbreak, why is that? Because I know that the same God that was in control before the outbreak is the same God who is in control right now. And so I am praying, God, whatever it is that you are doing, I pray that you, I'm not even saying, God, please take it away, please stop. I am saying, God, please accomplish what it is that you are looking to accomplish. Because even in the midst of terrible times, God is capable of doing amazing things, in and through the lives of believers, God's in control. So I continue to speak life and to speak hope. What else can the church do besides pray and, and then speak life and hope? Well, we can also, lastly, third, we can respect governmental authority. Look at what Paul writes to the Romans in 13.1. Romans 13, 1, he says, everyone must submit to governing authorities. For all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without the fear of the authorities? Well, do what's right and they'll honor you. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good, but if you are doing wrong, of course, you should be afraid. For they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. Pay your taxes, too. Well, I didn't think a lot of people are saying amen right now on that part. But for the same reasons, government workers need to be paid. They're serving God in what they do. This is part of the reason we're meeting online right now. I think if I'm going to say, hey, we're not meeting online or we're not meeting in person, we're not here tonight, we're, we're, we're going to meet online, I know that any decision, there's never going to be a decision in any type of public circles. I don't care your jobs, colleges, universities, schools, restaurants, it does not matter, where every single person says, I love that decision, I agree with that decision. There's going to be people that say, we should meet, and then you meet, and then they say you shouldn't meet, and then you don't meet, and then those people, it's always going to be that way. So why are we not meeting in person right now? Well, this is one of the reasons. President Trump, the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, our governor, and many others asked us to limit in-person gatherings of not more than 10 people. So the situation is fluid, and we're going to be monitoring it each week. As we go along. So I'm not tonight saying this is the plan for the next month. It could change tomorrow. But week by week, we're going to come up with a plan. Theoretically, I might even be able to call and say, you know what? That's a separation of church and state, and, and, and we're going to meet, and, and we have a religious right to assemble, and that's fine. And some people are doing that, and I'm not knocking them. Each leader has to make their own decisions based on what they feel from God and what their local government is saying. But as for me in my house and as uh, for us in this church, I want to submit to the authority that God has appointed to lead our country. So we could maybe schedule something, but I don't feel, and neither does our leadership team feel, like now is the right time. The only time I will not do that and submit to that leadership is if at some point they ask me to go against the word of God. In doing this, we are not only submitting to civic authority, but also to denominational authority because our general superintendent and our Missouri district superintendent both said that we should be following the laws that are laid out in the requests of our civic leadership. So we align with them in submission. And we do this for our own benefit and for the benefit of our witness and reputation in society. The last thing I would ever want to do, as much as I would, I would much rather be looking at you and hearing your amens and seeing your smiling faces and shaking your hands and doing all that, I know that our good intentions could be misconstrued by someone in this community that looks and says, wow, don't they care about society, the community, that they're willing to, to just have a service instead of the safety of people? But is it, is it lack of faith to not do this? Well, I'm going to talk about that on Sunday. We're not canceling. We are simply approaching church differently right now. So be just as faithful. If you have always been faithful, if you've always been faithful to the house of God, be faithful Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Be faithful Wednesday night at 7. Some of you that that come in at 7, you come in at 7.15. Maybe this will maybe you'll be more faithful. You might might be tuning in right at 7. (laughs) So we're not canceling. We are not afraid of this. Because we do not hold in-person services and events does not mean that we lack faith. We're not afraid. We're simply exercising wisdom, caution, and submission to God-ordained authority. There's another major thing we as the church can do, but I'm going to save that for Sunday when I preach. I'm going to wrap up this discussion by telling you our plan moving forward. I I know Sunday it's going to be a little bit a little bit more of uh, preaching, teaching. And then if this continues into next week, uh, I'll be getting back to regularly preached sermons where we dive into the word of God. But I felt it was important to get everybody on the same page so you know what the plan is as we move forward. As we've already all experienced, the coronavirus pandemic is extremely fluid and unpredictable. So I cannot sit here and tell you Our plan for the next eight weeks is this, because it could change one way or another in the next eight weeks. So our leadership team will be making decisions on a weekly basis. So for this week, we've already said all small groups activities are canceled. We're online tonight. We're online Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And and, and also Sunday, it's gonna be very exciting because you are going to receive a children's ministry Sunday school lesson that you yourself are going to be able to teach your children. You know what? That's incredible. In in Bible times, they said, "Hey, you're supposed to teach your children when you walk by the way, wake up in the morning, sit down to dinner, and go to bed at night." There was a responsibility for teaching placed on parents. And so, this is, in some ways, this is very biblical. We're going to put that, but we want to give you tools. So we're our, our children's ministry director, we're getting, we're getting materials ready that's going to be emailed to you on Sunday. And you're going to have that so that you can sit down with your kids, if you have children, and you can go through that with them. And so as time goes on, prayerfully, we're back together in a week or two. But if that's not the case, we are going to continue to come up with creative ways to use this technology that God has blessed us with. And we're going to connect and we're going to figure out ways to, because fellowship, connection, leaning on one another, it's integral to the church. And so we're not just going to sit by and do this. This is one key component. but We're going to come up with other areas and we're going to equip you also to teach and train your children. So here are ways that we will keep you informed, though. Number one, we will keep our website updated. If you go to our main page of our website at refugechurchonline.com. Again, that's refugechurchonline.com. And when you go there, right at the top, there's a link to YouTube and Facebook. So if you ever, oh, how do I get there again? Just go to the main page. You can click on one of those. It takes you right to our Facebook page, right to our YouTube channel. If you click, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel where it'll give you updates. But this is one way we actually have a coronavirus tab so that we will keep you updated for the next week. You'll see that when you go to the main page, you'll click here, it'll take you to a coronavirus tab, and then you'll see that week's schedule because it's going to be fluid, and so we're going to be doing that each week. Uh, The second way that we're going to keep you updated is we will also be using our constant contact email service. So you should have received an email from us in this past week if you did not. Please email us at info, I-N-F-O, info at refuge church Online. all one word, info at refugechurchonline.com. Get us your up-to-date email address and contact information, and we will make sure that it's correct in the system because these emails are going to come to your inbox, and you need to, it'll, it'll help keep you aware. The third thing is all updates about changes, cancellations, moving things. It will be placed on our Facebook page. So if you don't follow Refuge Church on Facebook, make sure you do that. Uh, The other thing is calling post. Make sure we have your, you should have received a phone call. It comes from Oklahoma. It's an automated phone call with my recording. And uh, usually starts with something like, hey, everyone, Pastor Gary here. And everybody has a joke because I say the same thing every time. But uh, the one time I don't do it, you might be wondering who this is. So I just, I just tell you. I should try and sing you a song sometime. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> but you'll receive a call coming from Oklahoma, and that will have important updates also. So again, we are doing our best. We, all of these things are not new things. These have been things that have been, that have been in our church for years. I want you to know we have been prepared for this moment. We have live streamed online giving. We have small groups. We have uh, uh, constant contact. We have ways to keep you connected, a Facebook page. We We will continue. This church will not struggle. We are going to be totally fine. I pray we get together soon, but I can promise you this, no matter how long this goes, God's church in Liberty, Missouri is still going to be a growing and strong church. And so, Small groups, as soon as the in-person gatherings are increased from, uh, from 10 up, we will be in touch with you about meeting either for small groups, either in homes or in the church, in the lower level of the church. We understand the, va- the value of fellowship sharing, personal interaction. We have plans in place that are going to help accomplish this. And of course, we'll begin having services in the sanctuary as soon as we're able to. The good news is you might not be able to go to church. But there is no restriction on being the church. Yes, thank God for that. I can't can't go to church, but I can still be the church. And on Sunday, I'm going to preach all about that in my message. The church has left the building. That is the title slide for Sunday that you're seeing right now. Please plan on gathering your family and tuning in at 10. I know tonight is a little different. Uh, This is not a typical service. I'm not teaching a message that um, is going to require an immediate response or anything like that. But I thought it was important to address you as the congregation at a time where things are just shifting a little bit, maybe a little of anxiety, and maybe even wondering, what's the church going to look like? Are we going to be okay? We are going to be totally fine. As a matter of fact, as I preach Sunday, this could actually be the greatest moment to shine as the church of the living God. What a great opportunity for the church to get outside the building, and so please plan on gathering your family and tuning in at 10 a.m. You don't want to, uh, you don't want to be late. But the good, the good news is nobody has to curl their hair, nobody has to get out of their, their comfortable jammies. You can come and watch it where you are with your family, and uh, you won't even need to be late. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start right at 10. And uh, we, co- we plan to continue to be flexible and creative. And so I thank you all for your patience. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching this message. And thank you for the fact that, you know what, even if we're not here, nobody's giving up. We're st- we are still the church. And so right now, if you would, I just want you to, to just bow your heads and to just say a prayer with me as we close this out together, knowing that uh, God's going God's to gonna use this. We're, 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 God's, God's, God's going to, this is a great moment, one of the greatest moments for the church to shine, and so I want to pray over you and with you, and you pray with me, please, as we wrap this up. Jesus, I am so thankful, thankful for the things I've already mentioned to the online audience, thankful for technology, thank you that, you've given us the tools to make this moment happen, that we're not just all off in the dark wondering what one another's doing, that we can communicate, that we can FaceTime, that we can have online meetings, we can see each other face-to-face virtually, that, Lord God, that I can impart a message that you lay on my heart just as I do. It's not the same without everybody here, but it's still something that is powerful, that you can step into any living room through any virtual device, God, you are powerful. And Jesus, right now, Father, if I could just take dominion over the prince and power of the air of this city, Lord God, that, that Jesus, that the fear, that the anxiety, God, that is trying to attach itself to men and women and children, they're they're wondering about school and restaurants and finances and the future and health. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ that there would just be a peace that passes all in understanding. As we align ourselves with your word, Paul said to pray and to give thanks and to be joyful. Let us, Lord God, even if we don't feel like doing that, that we would begin to raise our voice right now in our homes, that we'd begin to grab our children close and say, let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We thank you, Lord God, that you're still on the throne we thank you, Jesus, that, Lord God, that, that no matter what we go through, that you are with us. You told us in your word that you'd go through us, through the flood waters with us. You would take us through the fire and we wouldn't be burned, Lord God. So there are promises that we stand on, Jesus. I pray for every man, woman, and child, not only attached to Refuge Church, but even people in our community, guests who might be watching this right now, that they would also feel the peace and the strength to know, Lord Jesus, that in uncertain. Certain times we still serve a certain God, and so I pray right now, Lord, that, that we'd begin to speak life, that we'd begin to to speak, Lord, hope and Lord Jesus, not fear, Lord God, but that you know, Lord, that we would know that you have it all under control, and we pray these things in the mighty, the matchless name of Jesus, and I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, and everybody said. Amen in your home. God bless you. We will see you on Sunday morning at 10 right here.